Hi everyone, welcome back to Love Essie, the podcast. This is episode 52, guys. Episode 52. You have listened to my voice potentially for 52 weeks in a row, aka, guys, a whole year. A whole year. Um, and so I'm finishing off the year and season one with a drum roll please archangel sun by nalini singh you're probably like girl what yes girl yes that's what we do with archangel's sun by nalini singh and i think that this is um a perfect way to end season one and this first year because one of the main reasons why I decided to do a podcast um, at the beginning of the year, you know, at the end of 2019, was because I wanted to talk about my love of romance, talk about one of my favorite authors, and she is, you know, top tier for me. And I did, you know, episodes for every book in the Side Changeling series and then every book in the Guild Hunter series. So Archangel Sun is book 13. It came out November 24th, 2020. And um, I read that in a day. So I, I, I have purchased a digital version, obviously an ebook on Apple Books and at 12 or like 3 um, a.m. on the 24th, checked my phone. Like, I legit stayed up and was like, oh, the book is there. And did the whole, I'm going to read a few chapters and then go to sleep, which is ridiculous, which is foolish. Like, what do you mean? So then I think I read until almost 3 o'clock in the morning. I was like, crap, I could work. So, you know, managed to sort of like fling the phone to a different part of my bed pass out wake up and then like i you know of course working from home kept being on my computer like the book is right there on my phone but i'm supposed to be working why are people asking me for things and of course november 24th that's the week of thanksgiving so in my head i was like it's tuesday tomorrow's gonna be a half day thursday's gonna be thanksgiving like why why do i have to work when all i want to do is read and i'm pretty sure that um when I was done work that day, I sat down and I finished the book. Like, I didn't stop reading until I was done. Um, because that's how excited I was for this book. Um, so, as I am wont to do, I'm going to try and talk about the book without spoiling it. Then it'll be, you know, a commercial break or whatever. And then I'll talk about it with spoilers. So, Archangel Sun right like i said book 13 um our focus our main couple in this book are not raphael and elena um it's the archangel titus who is the archangel of south africa and the hummingbird also known as lady shireen um and so this is a pairing that none of us saw coming because in the series the you know the hummingbird has been a character that we've heard about that's been spoken about that we've met but she has been dealing with um a lot of sort of you know mental fractures one could say and the archangel titus you know is but they they don't cross paths they're not in the same area so at no point during the series was i like these two are going to end up together like this was like when Nalini was like these are the two that are the next book I was like wait what how why like how does this happen I'm so confused but also excited so this is a pairing that we didn't see coming um in terms of I feel like in terms of like if we're thinking tropes they're not like an enemies to lovers um, it's very much two strangers who have to work together and are kind of like, but they both do have preconceived notions of the other. And then as they work together, it's like, wait a minute, this is, this is not what I was expecting. What I was expecting was X, but what I got was Y. Um, and so I would say like, it's, um, 
I don't know if it's a trope, you know, when you got two people who are co-workers of a sort, they're just kind of like assume things of the other. But as they work together, it's like, well, actually, well, actually. Um, and I really, oh, you could also in a weird sort of way be like age gap because she's like hella old but this is also not really that because of this world right in this world people live for twenty five thousand years so yeah if you're twenty five thousand years old and you fall in love with someone who's eight thousand years old it's an age gap of i don't know the math oh i think it's seventeen thousand years but also like eight thousand years old is not a child it's fully grown just you have memories of you know whatever the fuck and they you know like you both have tangled memories just one of you has you know more so it's not really that like i say that but it's not really that but what i really like about this book is um on the heels of like you know the book 12 which was archangel's war which was a, a behemoth of a book like girl um i'm pretty sure i mentioned i think that one was 73 chapters or some nonsense absurd this is a much smaller tighter story um and we're very much focused on a part of the world that we haven't really explored we haven't spent much time in you know the continent of africa we've we we saw brief glimpses or we saw some mention of you know africa in Nasir's book, right? Because Andromeda is, or yes, she is Karasemnon's granddaughter. Yes, because her mother was Karasemnon's daughter, I believe. If if I'm not mistaken, yes, because she had to go back to her 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 grandfather's court and all that jazz. And Nasir was able to you know make do things to get alexander to get her out of that so we saw part of you know north africa in that case due to that but we have not spent any time with the characters um that are part of titus's court we know that galen you know Raphael's weapons master came from that region right his parents are the second and first general or whatever to titus but even in his novella we don't spend any time i think in that region because his novella is set in the refuge with just me like his story starts or we meet him once he's fully grown and he's at the refuge um and he's falling in love with just me so we haven't we've heard some of these names like two but we've spent zero time in this region so in this book we get to really spend time in both north and south africa in a way that we hadn't yet so we get to see a different part of the oh and i'm also remembering lumia it the is also based in north africa in you know outside of morocco so when Raphael and Elena went to Lumia in that book, um, we did spend a little bit of time um, in that part of the world. But in general, everything we're seeing in this book is new. So this is um, this book really is looking at like, what does what does the landscape look like? What is what happens when war is done and we now have to clean up and you know fix and not even not even that because in in the case of this war itself has ended but another war has sprouted due to you know the psycho psychoness of Li Juan and Karasemnon so we get to spend time in this other part of the world seeing like what happens after the big, big, big battle, right? When you sometimes still, because sometimes you think, oh, the big battle has been won. So everything, you know, goes back to normal, but it can't, it cannot go back to normal. You have to deal with the destruction. Um, you have to deal with um, what happens to the people 
who were on the losing team or part, you know, under the rule of the loser. Like what what does that look like? What happens um after you know, war has ended and now you have to try and figure out next steps and go forward um working together like what compromises are made what like what does all of that look like so we get to see what that looks like specifically in Titus's territory but of course we also see examples of that throughout the book because you know we you know Titus does interact uh with the cadre when he needs to and we sort of get updates of what is sort of happening on a global scale through that um I really enjoyed this book it is a much shorter book in comparison to the previous book um but the story between Titus and Shireen feels very organic and warm and I I love it because Shireen is a woman who is coming and I say coming into her own and and you know I feel like that phrase is often used um to speak about young people growing into the sort of their adulthood and that's not the case in this in this I'm not saying it in that regards Shireen is someone who has dealt has been dealt a lot of trauma and grief and it was so overwhelming that you know she sort of went in in into herself to handle it right and so she is coming out of that growing out of you know having been sort of with you know sheltering herself within her mind and and now being like you know really awakening to uh, being present to what is going on around her and being a part of the world that she is in and the strength that that takes right the strength that it takes to not just be buried within her art but to be present right for the good and the bad for the things that feel awesome the feel things that feel terrible right um seeing that i love that i love seeing characters who are just like i'm here and i am going to face every day you know even when what i'm facing is not great like i'm going to be present and i want to live even knowing that sometimes living means dealing with immense pain and immense grief and, you know, the multitude of emotions. And so we see that, but then we also get to see Titus. And Titus is an example of a, a hero who, this is a man who loves very clearly and openly um i think i read obviously a lot of romance and i've been reading a lot of historical i don't i don't know i keep being pulled into you know especially historical series where it's like six brothers and seven cousins and whatever and often in those historicals there's this emphasis on you know the 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 hero the male main character being so resistant to the idea of openly loving because somehow by openly loving they're giving up control somehow they're surrendering and we don't see that with Titus Titus is very very much open and honest that he loves his sisters he loves his mother he loves his people um Titus is also, I think, one of the first angels in, well, Archangel, who is spoken of of having a large family. He is one of five. He has four sisters. Angels and Archangel, like, they aren't popping out babies like rabbits. So the fact that he has so many siblings is kind of 
fascinating and it's kind of a big deal because you know um angels just you know like uh, most angels have one or two kids if they're lucky right shireen's parents only ever had her um and so he's part of a large you know four i mean even in human terms five kids is a lot i mean if we went back a few you know a few decades and generations ago you know people talking about 10 kids 11 kids 12 kids i was talking to someone or i was watching something where they were speaking oh i think it was my work's holiday party and someone was mentioning how like their their wife was like one of like six kids but then the wife's like father was one of 10 and i was like oh so yes like you know back in the day people had a lot of kids but like as of right now most people would assume that five kids is like oh girl what so yeah titus is the youngest of five he's got four sisters he loves all of them to death um they love him and you know that is very clear in the story it is not like oh this is no he he doesn't hide behind the i'm a man so no one can know right he does talk about how they aggravate him and how they're annoying you know because siblings that's that's what happens among siblings but he's not like i don't allow love into my life because love is bad like no there's none of that that's ridiculous and so we get to see in him a man who is, and when he starts, he's he's just, he's described in the series as larger than life. And he is, and I love that about him. Like, him and Shireen made sense to me. I loved it. And I was very, 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 very happy with this book. Um, of course, it left me with so many more questions, um, so much more. And I hope that we get at least another five books, personally, you know. Um, the leading thing might be like, ooh, girl, I don't know about five. And I'll be like, please, pretty please, pretty. Um, but I really, really enjoyed um, this book, this couple. Um, the focus being so tightly on them, I think, also was helpful because... We, the previous book had just covered so much ground um and had been so full of stuff um and so this sort of brings us back into like ooh the the romance romance of it all um and then st- while still setting up you know potential you know underlying storylines that we're going to be all like so what happens with this and what happens with that and what about that and wait a minute um but it really and i think again it really gave us such a clear picture of both north and south africa in in this world and it now means that in future books when there's references to these two um in this region we we clearly understand what's going on or what's being mentioned because we've spent time in the region and we understand some of how it works. Um, and I don't think I have anything else to say that's not spoilery. So I'm going to pause here and then when I come back, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled, you won't want to listen to the next section. You want to skip t- to the end. Okay, okay. Okay, so I'm back, and now it's time for spoilers for Archangel's Son. That's right, spoilers. So again, if you don't like spoilers, stop listening here. Skip to the next part, because I'm going to spoil it. So, as I mentioned already... Our main characters, Lady Shireen, also known as the Hummingbird, and the Archangel Titus of, you know, was the Archangel of South Africa, is now the Archangel of Africa, period, because Carisemnon, the Archangel of North Africa, is now dead. Thank God. Motherfucker. Um, hate that fucker. And when you read this book, you'll be like, ew, 
you fucking little fuck shit. And you'll be glad he's dead. And like Titus, you'll also be sad that he cannot be tortured some more before being killed. But, you know, I digress. So, the hummingbird, Lady Shireen, we've been hearing about her this entire series. Why? Or well, most of the series. Why? Because she is um, Ilium's mother. So, Ilium, one of Raphael's seven, right? She's also, you know, she found Raphael um, on the field where his mother left him to basically die. So, she has, she's Ilium's mother. She is, you know, someone very special to Raphael. Um, she's also someone very special to Audon because him and Ilium are best friends. So we've heard about her. And what we've heard is that the hummingbird is fragile. That the hummingbird is just, you know, now one of the greatest artists that Angel, you know, th that the world has ever seen. But mentally fragile and you know lives in a very different you know in a in a world filled with just art she doesn't really live in the world like everyone else and she's just hella fragile and you know really kind but that's it now in the uh, what book is it in the book where they all find out about you know lumia being you know treated terribly by that butthole um what was that shitty angel's name i don't even remember was it lucian or something i just remember he was terrible and i was like ew i hate you you're trash um anyway but it was uh the angels that were there were known as the illuminata so this is book Book nine, Archangel's Heart. After Lumia, um, after the truth comes out that the angels that are there that are part of the Luminata are basically like sadistic, terrible monsters, the Kadra hands over the reins of, you know, managing that, that angelic stronghold as well as the neighboring mortal town to the hummingbird because she is, you know, all about art. Now, here's the thing that you, I know when I first read the series, I didn't think about, but when I was rereading in the lead up to this book, I thought, I was like, wait, so we're giving the hummingbird, you know, pretty substantial responsibility. Yes, it's a place that holds, you know, it's a repository for all kinds of art, you know, angelic art, but running something like that, you can't just be like fully broken. Like you have to have, you know... And so I don't necessarily think that the Kadra thought that the hummingbird was somehow healing, but I think that in being given a responsibility of doing this kind of work brought her, starts to bring her out of her sort of the mental space that she's been in of, I just do art and I hide away from life because all of a sudden it's like, well, I've been asked to do a task and from what we had seen on the page before and what we becomes very clear in the archangel son she isn't someone who's gonna shirk her responsibilities and just you know she's been told we want you to do this she's going to try to do her best and in it made me think of like you know how um sometimes to sometimes to help someone um, the best thing you can do is to give them, you know, work or tasks or something that makes them feel like they're being productive and that they're contributing as opposed to making, you know, doing everything for them. Because when you feel like you are contributing, that can help so much with your sense of self, your, your esteem, your confidence, um, your realizing that you're capable of things. Um, really does sort of open you up to feeling positive about yourself, right? Um, and so we then skip forward our Archangel Sun and she's, you know, been running things at Lumia and it is now a place where the mortals aren't terrified of angels and people are happy to have 
to spend time there because she is able to command people without having to resort to, you know, pain or degradation or anything like that. Everyone sees her as such a a shining example of like sheer beauty in terms of I mean, she's stunningly beautiful, but also in terms of like just the incredible art she has produced. And so they don't want to disappoint her. So they work hard to not disappoint her, right? And so we have her, you know, then being asked to help Titus. And what I think is really interesting, I think when Raphael, when Raphael asks, it's like he is just like, you know what, she is at least an angel, you know, who, you know, can at least, I don't know, fly. I don't necessarily think he's thinking of how how much she could do, but that even if she could only help a little in, you know, doing small basic things that could maybe alleviate someone else to deal with the reborn, then you know, that's more than enough. Um, it's interesting because I think also why Raphael maybe has started to see um, Shireen as more than what we had all seen on the page. And it's mentioned is that um, Ilium, right, is, is so powerful. And it is very clear that at some point in the not so distant future, he will probably ascend. And it's like, oh, well, his father was an archangel, Aegeon. But Callianne, who, you know, has been around for forever, is like, let's not all forget that his mother, the hummingbird, has also been around for forever. What I think is really interesting is that it's not until this book that it sort of becomes clear that Shireen is an ancient, right? Like Callianne, like she's a contemporary, if not older than Callianne and Alexander, and they are considered ancients, right? So they have been around for, you know, 25,000 plus years. And Shireen has been around even longer. Um, any kind of powers she might have had, have had how much time to grow. And what is also mentioned um, is that during Cascades, um, Cascades directly affect the power levels of archangels, but there is a portion, a percentage of regular, regular angels. I did air quotes that you can't see, but whatever. Um, there is a percentage of regular angels who also see a spike in their powers. And some of these powers stay and some of these powers disappear. So we start off this book really thinking, you know, the hummingbird, you know, is coming you know, into her own after this period of, you know, being, you know, she calls it in the kaleidoscope of her mind, you know, just, you know, not being, um, fully present. And then as we start to spend time with her, you know, realizations come. And what you think is really interesting is, you know, because she's been around for so long, um, she talks about like literally forgetting that she has a power. She's able to, you know, literally shoot like, like f- fire, flames, whatever you want to call it from her hand, like, like some archangels and some, you know, um, senior angels can, but she had forgotten. Now you might be like, how do you forget you have that? But imagine being a rat, like imagine living 50,000 years, the amount of memories you carry. You're going to forget shit for sure. Then be there somewhere in the layers of your mind. But like, girl, please. I can't remember the shit I was doing when I was 15 and I'm 36. I could not imagine if I was like, you know, roughly 25,000 years plus. Like, girl, what? I'd be like, no idea. And she focused on her art. Now, we also find out that that's not the only reason why she forgot. Um, so one of the archangels who is awake, Kin, or it's Q-I-N, so I'm calling him Kin. Um, in one of her memories, when she, for after she like, you know, um, does the whole fire. Well, Kalyan, she has a memory of Kalyan being like, do you remember this other angel? Because at one point she went 
she was part of like an angelic like like she was part of a a battle like as a war historian or whatever like she was there like basically like you know keeping record of what was happening um in battle through her art and then realizes that she has like an unoffensive capability and then ends up remembering that like that offensive capability came around when she was really young and she overhears her parents talking about it and whoever her grandmother was so her mother's mother was like first general to the archangel kin now kin is currently awake in the world we don't ever have scenes with the two of them together because he is overseeing um the pacific uh island area which was astad's territory and she's in africa but she doesn't come from you know angels that had no power so she has this power and um titus also mentions that her eyes kind of glow which is like you know usually the only people that glow are archangels and it's like when archangels wings are glowing that means someone's about to die kind of thing so the fact that her eyes kind of glow and the fact that she is legitimately very powerful we we see all of this in this book and we're just like like as a reader i'm just like whoa like this is fascinating because we learn so much about the history i think of not just shireen but you know of angel angel kind right um she is someone who has been marked by lost in a way that none of the other angels really have been um her her lover you know um her first you know true first love you know died and ran didn't die in battle ran died in his sleep next to her for immortal beings death is like you know only happens usually in battle right when he died people like all of them were kind of like what and like it turned out that like, oh yeah, sometimes in really, really, really rare circumstances, we die. And it's like, what? Girl, I thought y'all live forever. And we just go to sleep and then wake up and then go to sleep and then wake up. Or, you know, you might eventually just decide to sleep for fucking, you know, the rest of the time. But like, you could put conceivably wake up. Like, Ken was asleep and woke up and like, he didn't want to. The cascade woke him up. But that's all other thing. So, the fact that Rand just died in his sleep was like, what? And then when she was 85, which in Archangel, in in this world, 85 is, I want to say like maybe 18, not quite, maybe 16. Her parents went to sleep and then she went to check on them. This is after Rand had died and found their like dead bodies. They had also died in their sleep. Um, not regular sleep brand died in regular sleep they went to you know sleep with a capital s and then died but like she loses her parents and her first love within i think a span of not even 100 years she's 110 and had been with him for five decades um after Or no, she was 110 when she met him and was with him for five decades. So he was, she was 160 when he passed. Her parents went to sleep when she was 85 and they died, I think, four decades after he did. So she was 160 when he died. So she was like 200. So still ridiculously young in this world. And she went to the place where her parents had gone to sleep and found, like, their, their like, bodies turned to dust, basically. So she has lost three, you know, immensely important people to her. She ends up being, you know, um, Aegean's lover and having a child with him. And then does something which is, you know... I really hope that there isn't like a redemption story for Aegean because I don't like him. Fuck him. He can go die. Um, he decides to go to sleep 
like capital S sleep, uh, um, not just regular sleep, in bed with Shireen and doesn't tell her. So knowing that her previous lover fell asleep next to her and died, and she then went and looked for her parents, and her parents had passed, um, he decides that he is going to go to sleep next to her so she wakes up and doesn't of course you wake up you're half asleep and the person next to you isn't waking you up your first thought is they're dead like she realizes you know i think and then apparently she runs to her son's room and ilium was doing sleepover that night but she in her like like freak out thinks her son is gone and is also dead and then Adrian second comes and gets homeboy to bring him. So he told other people he was going to go to sleep and that, like they could come find him at, in her house. But he didn't tell her. How do you... How? How? What kind of fucker... Yo, like when I... Because she tells um, Titus a story. Like she's explaining. And I'm just like, this motherfucker. Like can someone smite him? Can he get, you know, like, go away. Like, ew. Like, you are garbage. And I hope you die. So I totally understand why Raphael cannot stand him. Why Ilium can't. Like, garbage. So. It's so. It's just. All of this trauma. It's just awful. So, of course, you know. Skip forward to now. She's. What's really funny is when. When Titus finds out that the hummingbird is coming, he's just like, oh my God, they're sending me a fucking artist. I'm dealing with, um, you know, these reborn that are like, you know, zombie-like and hunting in packs and burrowing under the ground or whatever. Well, they find out that apart out a little later. But you're sending me a fragile artist? Like, what the fuck? And then she shows up and she's just like, and he's kind of like, she didn't show up in a dress? Like, what? And she's kind of like, dresses? Really? Like, you need help and you got me dresses? And he's looking at her like, I got you a studio for you to draw. And she's looking at him like, this motherfucker. And she is aware that everyone has an idea of her and has, um, you know, a perception of her that is changing they aren't aware that it's changing right she knows that she is changing and growing but other people are going to have to learn of that um as time goes on because obviously they're not in their head so she knows that she's also kind of annoyed and so seeing the two of them like you know the banter between them just like and she isn't afraid of him at one point you know he's kind of like like, I'm an archangel. And she's like, yeah, I know. I had a child with one. You put your pants on like any other man, one leg at a time. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, she doesn't care that he's an archangel, which I think is really important because for archangels to have people in their lives um, who are going to be, you know, they need people who, whether it's a male or female archangel, they need a partner who doesn't just see their power but sees them the individual behind the power and it's kind of like okay so you have power so you can you know make the earth crack and whatnot and like do you not sit down to shit like the rest of us you do next like do you not eat yes you do do you not wear clothes like you know like yeah 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 you got power next and I, I mean, in her case, she did have a child with another archangel. Like, it's not like she's like, this is the only time. I'm, like, she's dallied with an archangel before. Didn't even turn out great because that man's a motherfucker. So she's kind of like, okay, Titus. Like, man. And Titus is just like, I thought they were sending, like, this fragile bird to me. And, like, instead, she's sniping at me. She's, what is going on I, what do i make of this but what i like is that like as the book goes on it that turns into like i like this because titus is very much a character who values like strength in other characters he is like massive and loud and full of power he's not gonna be all like oh you know 
gentle, weak, meek person. Like, that's not going to be interesting to him. And so we get to see um, in this book, in both of them, like, we see how, yes, he is loud and brash and so big in terms of, like, his his physical size and also his personality but he also loves so fiercely and that like like I said I loved seeing that um and seeing you know how much he cares for his siblings um for his the love for his mother I thought was also really really fantastic um his mother was first general to um Alexander the other another archangel and just the bond that his mother had with that archangel, the bond that he has with Alexander. Um, this is a man who has no problem creating and nurturing bonds um, and being honorable in the way that, like, Raphael is honorable. Like, these are men, Raphael, Elijah, Titus, these are men with a level of honor that like Lijuan and Karasemnon and Orom just never had, which I think is why they ended up down the paths that they ended up and are now, you know, thankfully dead, 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 dead. Um, and so this book is, it's interesting because you've got the really sort of like, horrifying picture of like the reborn zombie you know infestation but it's juxtaposed with like the warmthness of Shireen and Titus as they navigate this relationship right because he assumed that she was just like a weak artist and she was just like he's a too beautiful archangel so she also has like some preconceived notions she thinks that he's going to be more like Aegean and probably a dick or whatever because you know he's a hot big ass archangel and then as she gets to know him she's like no this is someone who cares on a level that Adrian has never cared um who is so devoted to his people and to you know doing his job now she does say that Adrian, you know that was one thing that he was you know focused on making sure he did his archangelic duties well but just in terms of, you know, the care for others, you know, Titus hasn't beat by, you know, beyond long shot. And so we spend so much time with them, which I really liked. But we also get to see other characters. Um, you know, we have brief, uh, I don't think we see, you know, we don't see Elena. I mean... There's mention of her because Shireen has, like, a knife that Alina gifted her. Um, we do, you know, Raphael does speak with both Shireen and um, Titus, but that's more like a cadre business. Um, it's lovely to see the um, scenes of Ilium and Shireen together, right? Because Ilium is getting back his mom. His mom has, you know, obviously been here, but this is who she, you know, what, not maybe who she was, because I think that there is a growth and a depth to her that, you know, she literally has walked through, you know, the valleys of, you know, her shadows and is coming out on the other side. But, the scenes with her like and Ilium are just oh I love them um it's also clear that Ilium and Aldon are having some sort of growing pain slash disagreement in their friendship um I know that there are people who think that the two of them are gonna end up together others who don't feel that way I have no idea what Nalini is gonna do I know I'll love it regardless of what happens um it also feels like they're I don't know if there's like a potential between Su Yin, who's the New Archangel of China, and Aodan because they are both in China, but that could also be like, no, that you know it that might happen, that might not happen. Um and you know, within oh, and then okay, 
because of spoilers I shall talk about this there is like a little baby girl that's born from like a kind of sort of not really reborn like I don't even know what's going on there she is Kara Semnon's child like um but she's also the cure to like the disease that he basically had created to infect angels and who knows what will happen so far this little girl is growing up fine and you know hopefully what he wanted to do won't be spread um but i was just like oh my god but it's 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 a good it's a good book because like i had said before we get to see what is what happens after you know the big big battle is won right a lot of the people who live in the north in, in north africa you know believe that titus is the kind of archangel that Kira Semnon was and titus gets upset about that but shireen has to point out to him like they these are mortals why would they think otherwise why would they know that you are an honorable archangel or, or whatever like or that you aren't like Kira Semnon? like how could they know you know mortals barely ever spend time around regular regular angels they definitely don't know archangels like that and um seeing you know um for him it's hard to see you know these people be so terrified of him so distrustful so you know and even within that so willing to like give of you know their food and of their of you know um, because Kara Semnon apparently had made it, made everyone believe that it was totally normal for villagers to, you know, give up their prettiest, youngest women to him because he was awful. And again, so glad the motherfucker's dead. Titus is just like, what the fuck? No, ew, gross. Bye. Shireen's like, okay, but how'd they go? No, calm down. Like, their only experience with an archangel is obviously the archangel of their territory and that's what he was it'll take time and they'll grow to you know trust and understand that you are not that kind of a person but like it's not their fault this is what they know and so he's kind of like uh but like you know like that sort of like feeling of like but but i'm not that i'm not that distasteful and disgusting and she's looking at him like okay and 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 they go know this how sir they go know this how um and so seeing like what are the things that have to happen as you know you're trying to bring back um towns and cities and villages back from the brink of the destruction wreaked by you know the war and the reborn and infectious you know you know insects and all of that um is really really i think really interesting and i'm really curious to know like where we go in the next book um a part of me wonders if we'll go to china to see what's happening there or if she'll bring us to you know a different part of the world or she'll bring us back to new york to Raphael and elena um i have no idea but it this book felt like um warm amongst you know the craziness and it 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 felt very good after archangel's war right when i reread that i was like oh god this this i'd forgotten how brutal that book felt to me like it felt really dark it felt really like oh fuck like because liege Juan, dear god like ugh, what a st- Dane, that bitch was but this book feels very much like delightful and also because like titus is like his reaction to shireen is it's funny because he's just like wait a minute like like you're you're not what i expected at all like you know and then as he's like like because I feel like pretty much from the beginning he he's like she's attractive and then it's like it's the hummingbird I can't think of her like that like and then it's like but she is hot but like no like uh no bad the hummingbird and then as it goes on he's like wait no like and what I also like is once he realizes that she's not just like someone he wants to sleep with but like 
she means something to him and it terrifies him but he's like okay but like this is this is this is gonna happen and he goes to her and is just kind of like in his head he knows like she might not choose me she might walk away I'm gonna have to live with that and it's gonna suck but I have to go and I have to ask and I have to know and I have to hope that she will want to be with me and I was just like oh my god like you are so delightful and like because she you know is sent down to help support him but not permanently she has to return to Lumia and then they are separated while he deals with you know all of the reborn nonsense uh but them coming together is is really fantastic um and i really like i really really enjoyed it i mean i've read it now twice i'll probably read it again obviously before the next one comes out next fall um but i really enjoyed this being with oh it was sorry i'm like oh also what i thought was really kind of fun is like obviously for beings of this age like technology for some of them is like whatever and so shireen knows not much of technology but ilium is really into technology sort of someone who likes to be on the cutting edge i feel like he's an early adopter kind of personality and so shireen is like i'm going to learn how to use a cell phone and then Titus doesn't have a cell phone, but then when him and Shireen have to be separated because they're working in different parts of the continent to deal with the reborn, he's kind of like, okay, I'm going to need to use a cell phone too so I can, you know, see her face because I want to see her face. And so just seeing like these two angels, well, this archangel, this angel who are so old and figuring out how to use technology um, because their deepening feelings means that they want to be connected but they are responsible and know that they have work to do and they can't just shirk that work to be together so they do what they gotta do um but then are like you know he breaks the cell phone because he like smacked it too hard and is like worried about fat fingers when he's texting like i love that like just those like the those glimpses of like just like hilarity because you're just like oh my god like you are ridiculous like you are being of such immense power and yet you know a cell phone is tripping you up like you don't know what to do about that and the book also does focus a lot on how important mortals are to the universe to the the world that we're in and how ridiculous it is for anyone to think that they are important or that they don't matter or that they're just you know cattle or that they're you know just whatever um so yeah this i mean obviously i was gonna like the book um but i really did enjoy seeing this pairing that i wasn't sure well not wasn't sure we didn't know anything about it. like we knew that archangel titus was like brash and loud but we didn't know him the way we know him by the time we get to the end of this book and the same you know and what we know about both characters before we start this book it's like how would that work but she makes it work because we get to really peel back the layers of you know the personas that have been attached to both of them and underneath that are two characters who are who love and care for those around them with an openness that is really beautiful to see they are not they are not really guarded in the way that they care for those that matter for them which I think is really nice to see in characters that they are very open in once someone is that important to them, they are, you know, very much like, okay, well, I'm going to care for them. Um, and whether it's caring for, you know, an archangel or, you know, another angel or they aren't just like oh well you know um let me pretend that I don't feel the way I feel 
or let me hide how I feel. They're both like, nah, that's not how we are. And I really, I really like that. Because as I was saying, like, I sometimes read romances where one, either the guy, or I've also read romances where the girl's like, I don't want to, like, show my feelings and which is you know valid cool you've got trauma but sometimes that just gets annoying it's like okay boring um so i like that both of them were just like we are going to be open and that's gonna be fine i don't think i have anything else to say i mean read the book duh um (laughs) like but i don't think i have any other thoughts I'm sure that, like, four days from now, I'll be like, oh, I forgot. But as of right now, I can't think of anything. So I'm going to pause here, and then I will be right back. Okay? Okay. Okay, I'm back. And I just wanted to mention a few things. So, um, Shelf Love, the podcast, is doing, uh, Holiday Fairies for Romancelandia, and that's, um, it's a bunch of Amazon wishlists, and you can buy a gift for a member of the community who needs some help, and there are, she did post that there are some wishlists that need a little extra love, um, I'll put the link in the show notes again, um, but it, I think it's, like, if you can, obviously, it is kind of cool to go click on a wish list, scroll through what they have. And, you know, whether it's something, you know, big on the list or something small, it's it's a nice gesture. Um, and I was able to, 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 to purchase a gift for someone today and I felt very good. I felt very, very, very good inside as I did it. Um, also in gratitude latitude um things that i'm grateful for uh this week this week was a this week felt like it dragged and was kind of a bit much but um i had an office uh holiday party on zoom uh cocktail hour but not really i mean i didn't have an alcoholic drink i had regular hot chocolate but it was delicious anyway um i'm really grateful that we were able to have this um event um with everyone in the office that we were all able to sort of get together on zoom zoom can't you know all of this can get exhausting but it was nice to see everyone to talk about things that weren't work related you know people talking about the christmas trees that they got or that they didn't get or you know um people talking about like you know the different like dishes they plan to make while they're you know at home and um some people were talking about like um the snow that they were dealing with and some people you know just all of the different things that we were able to sort of talk about that weren't like work related um it was really nice i mean i really appreciated the fact that we have the technology to do that um and then um the second thing that i'm like ungrateful for so I mean, I haven't done it yet, but a friend of mine was talking about vision boards and I was like, I want to, I want to make one, but like, I don't want to make like a physical one with me. I don't have magazines. Uh, also where am I making this board? I'm also not at home. I'd have to bring it home. So I started looking and you can make digital ones. Um, and of course you can do stuff like put together a board of stuff on Pinterest, like, but you can also, um, I saw several YouTube tutorials where you can go to Canva and basically like format it all and then save the picture and have that be your lock screen so you can see it every time you look at your phone. So I haven't done it yet. I started with like sort of writing down the sort of themes that I want to have in my vision board, but I'm look wow. I was like, I'm looking excited. I'm looking forward to making it this week and having it um so that I can have sort of my my vision of what I want the next 
year or so to look like and just have it so easily accessible um and i'm just like grateful that like my friend mentioned it and that then the internet was like and here is the way for you to do it digitally so you do not have to cut up a bunch of magazines that you do not have um and post them on poster boards that you do not have um because that would you know make things real difficult and the third thing that i'm uh, super duper grateful for so i was able to get a humidifier for uh, my room and oh my god it is making is such a difference because girl like this winter weather just dries everything out my throat dry my nose dry my skin dry every tin is dry i don't like that and so my brother was like girl get a humidifier and i was like you right why am i so slow so i did and um it has definitely made a difference and so i i say to y'all if you are out there and your room is like your room your house or whatever is feeling super duper dry get yourself a humidifier they make a difference they make a difference your skin well thank you just saying just saying um and it's also really great to help i think with like colds and allergies season two um so yeah those are the three things that i'm really grateful for this week in a gratitude latitude um also so this is episode 52 right i've done 52 episodes so i'm gonna take a break so next week there will not be a new episode i have some bloopers that i may string together and just let you listen to the ridiculousness that is the bloopers i don't know yet because (laughs) i don't know yet but most likely there won't be an episode um i plan to start season two um episode um, the Monday after that, which I believe that's January 4th. Yes. So Je- December 28th, no episode. Esther is taking a break. And then de- Jan- I say December 4th, lies. January 4th, 2021. We will greet the new year together with a brand new episode. I'm not 100% sure of what season two is going to look like. Um, I think I want to do category romance episodes. I want to do trope episodes. And I also want to do like, um, oh, I blanked, uh, author episodes, um, where I sort of like the episode is about the author and maybe I talk about several of their books. Um, so I, those are the ideas that I have sort of in mind. If you have other ideas, I mean, at Twitter, Instagram, either of those DMs, they are open. They are there. Hit me up, please. Pretty up, please. Um, but yeah, so next week, no episode. Following week, brand new episode um thank you guys so much for listening for being here for 52 episodes i'm still a little in shock but i'm like also like really like please because when i first started this i was like oh girl i don't know that that you can do this i don't think you can do this and look at me 52 episodes later girl yes i can i sure did um, so thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, um, and have a wonderful holiday season. Uh, this episode comes out December 21st, which is also the great conjunction. Um, anyone who's into astrology, they've been talking about Jupiter and Saturn are going to be the closest in the sky they've been in, I think. I don't know if it's 200 years or 80 years. Um, and also... Um, really close to earth and all this jazz and so if wherever you are it's not cloudy definitely go out at night to see apparently they look like the star of Bethlehem or whatever so people are calling the Christmas star some people are saying you know um that you know since Christ was 
supposedly born under that like maybe they'll be i don't know i don't know maybe who knows another christ second christ maybe it'll be a totally different name it'll be like girl my name is not christ how dare you um but that is happening tomorrow when this episode comes out so you know just saying um it's also the start of capricorn season which is the best season because i am a capricorn <laughs> i'm sorry guys um so you know, have a wonderful holiday season. Uh, be safe, drink water, get a humidifier, um, and find as much joy as you can. Um, if something brings you joy, do it. I mean, even if it's making fart sounds and then laughing to yourself, do it. Because why not? Because why not? Again, thank you so much for listening, for coming on this wild and crazy ride with me. I cannot wait to see what season two and 2021 brings us. Um, And whatever it brings, we're going to, you know, we're going to be there talking about romance. Because romance is the shit. (laughs) The shit. Um, The boom.com. The awesomeness, the ulala. Um, okay, I'm gonna stop because now it's just weird. Um, all right, guys, thank you so, 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 so much. And uh, see you in the new year. I mean, hear you in the new year. I mean, talk to you at you in the new year. Bye.